everyone. This is Mark Vina with more insights and strategy. Uh, today is Monday, March 16, uh, 2020. Uh, I'd like to utilize today's podcast um, to talk about a topic that I think is on everybody's mind. And uh, in a way, I think that we can provide some guidance, my firm, more insights and strategy on uh, the, uh, the coronavirus situation, but specifically about the, um, the situation uh, regarding working from home, because we, we have an unprecedented number of Americans that this week will be working at home, and probably for the next five or 10 days as we kind of work through this crisis. And I think our firm uh, and the folks that we're going to have participate in the call are really uniquely qualified to talk about that, because that's what we do for a living. You know, we've been doing the work from home thing for many, many years. Uh, and there's certainly a lot of techniques and tips and um, even have hardware recommendations that uh, if, you're, if uh, you're a newbie to the work from home uh, situation, I think we can provide some guidance and help. So that's what I'd like to focus today's podcast on. And I've got a couple of great colleagues on the phone, uh, actually on the line on the, on the Skype chat uh, for today's podcast. That's Pat Moorhead, who is the founder of More Insights and Strategy. Pat, say hello to the audience. How are you, Mark? It's it's an honor to be on your podcast. I don't think I've ever been on here, so it's great to be here, and it's great to actually be in Austin. I'm not going to uh, be uh, bemoaning not having to fly or not having to travel. I kind of like home. It's, it's, it's growing on me. You know what? I think that's something we can all attest to. Um, in fact, I was... Um, at a client in Canada last weekend, and actually went to, the trip actually went relatively well, but going through Canadian customs on the way back, and now this was on Tuesday morning, was a nightmare, and someone pointed out to me that it has nothing to do with the coronavirus thing, it's just that the Canadian customs is pretty, pretty lousy um, <laughs> up, in, uh, up, in, up uh, on that side of the, uh, the, uh, the um, landscape, and um, frankly, I'm glad to be back myself, but you know, we all travel you know, 60, 70, 80% of the time. So believe me, a, a respite from that is not a bad thing. Uh, in addition to that, we've also got uh, my um, always fun colleague, Will Townsend. Uh, Will uh, covers uh, the 5G space, among other uh, areas um, in tech at More Insights. And I believe, uh, Will, you are calling from the lovely confines of your vacation home in, in the Keys, the Florida Keys, correct? Correct. Uh, Mark, thanks for having me on the podcast. Yeah, I'm, I'm hunkered down here in Isla Mirada, Florida, and um, just trying to, to stay productive and, um, you know, and, uh, and positive about all of this. I, I think there's a silver lining in all of this, and I'm looking forward to the discussion that we're going to have on the topic. Yes, I agree with that 500%, and I love the attitude, uh, Will, because uh, the country and all of us will get through this crisis and uh, we'll be the stronger for it. But uh, but let's get, you know, into some meaty uh, dialogue on, you know, since we're all, I'm based in the Valley, uh, but Will, both Will, you, Will, and uh, Pat, you guys get out here. You might, might as well live in California with the number of trips that you guys take out here all the time. <laughs> but, I'm out, but I'm out here, you know, of course, 24-7. Uh, it is really remarkable what the tech companies are doing in this, uh, in this, during this kind of crisis situation, they are all stepping up in a big way, um, and you really, I can really can say that from a blanket statement. You know, we're going to talk about uh, a handful of companies in terms of what they're doing, but I think across the board, you got to give all the companies in the tech space a really high grade for you know how they're pitching in for their employees, what they're trying to do in terms of helping the administration from from a um, from a technology implementation standpoint, Google certainly doing that, and we, we'll, we'll chat about that. But let's first and foremost talk about Cisco, because this is, we're going to jump into the work from home um, area in, in a few moments, but they obviously have a big 
something to say about what people do when they come, when it comes to work from home applications. But well, let me uh, tee that up with you first of all, because you're kind of a Cisco guy in terms of coverage, and uh, let me get your perspective on that question. Sure, Mark. Yeah, I do spend a lot of time with Cisco, and I, I'm super impressed with what the company is doing to be really proactive, and you know, sort of get out in front of this from a couple of perspectives. One is on collaboration, and so their WebEx platform obviously is. Um, uh, an industry standard and very popular and very widely used. And so what Cisco is doing is that it's extending licenses to current customers. So they cover all of, uh, you know, all of a company's, you know, employee base. And they're also offering free licenses to companies that, that don't utilize the service. So mm -hmm. that, that's, that's really impressive. And then the other big aspect to work from home is, you know, it's securing that data. You know, and I think, you know, all three of us have worked for big companies and, you know, past lives and uh, we use services like VPN and that sort of thing. For a lot of small to mid-sized companies, um, they haven't had that experience. And so what Cisco is also doing is extending access to its security portfolio as well to allow customers to have that secure connection, um, you know, back and forth, you know, with, with companies. And what kind of goes hand in glove in that is also business continuity. And, mm -hmm. you know, again, business continuity is a topic and a focus for very, very large organizations to ensure that, you know, communications continue during disaster, you know, type scenarios. And we're certainly experiencing something like that right now. And if you go to the Cisco website, they're actually providing recommendations, not only on how these small to mid-sized companies can uh, use collaboration tools, security tools, but also implement business continuity policies. And mm -hmm. um, there are lots of videos there, and, and they're even doing things around um, best tips for work at you know work from home. And I know we're going to talk about that later in the podcast, but you know I'm very impressed with what Cisco is doing there. Zoom communications also. We actually had an analyst event that I was supposed to fly out to the Bay Area for. Um, they canceled it and they conducted that on their own platform, which in my mind, they probably should have done that uh, initially for their very first inaugural um, analyst, uh, you know, uh, summit or meeting. Uh, but um, Zoom is also extending access to its platform as well. So, again, you know, I'm pretty impressed with both companies stepping up and being proactive. Well, you yeah, know what Google's I would add? doing a lot. Uh, Google's doing a yeah. lot, too. Please yeah. go ahead. Uh, yeah, Pat, Pat let's, let's hit that topic. Let's talk a little bit about what Google's doing. Yes, uh, you know, they were very quick to respond. They're rolling out free access to advanced Hangouts uh, Meet, which mm -hmm. uh, it work, that is our back office uh, standard, uh, to G Suite and G Suite for education. And so larger meetings, up to 250 per call, uh, live streaming for up to 100,000 viewers within a domain. And you can mm -hmm. imagine how useful that would be for uh, the large companies uh, out there. And the, the ability to record meetings and save them to... Um, uh, Google Drive. And so these features are open, you know, already available for G Suite Enterprise and G Suite Enterprise for Education, but they're offering them to no cost to everybody uh, until mm -hmm. uh, July 1st. And one thing that I think is important is, you know, freebies are one thing. It's the ability to scale in the cloud yes. uh, with these, these capabilities. And uh, I believe that uh, Google and, and, to that matter, Microsoft are are scaling their cloud uh, capabilities as as well. 
Mm-hmm. No, I think that's an excellent point because, you know, you're going to have an unprecedented number of people over the next uh, 10 days um, in terms of, you know, utilizing precious bandwidth and, and, and the data centers that are utilized to um, support and, and, and uh, these um, humongous cloud infrastructures that these companies have, you know, f- to have the kind of business continuity performance that you need, you really need best-in-class um, capability. And I'm, I'm absolutely convinced that, um, that uh, the, the, the companies that we're talking about are rising to the occasion uh, to support that. And the other thing I would add is that I think um, when we exit this crisis, you know, five weeks from now, six weeks from now, and it's going to be a very, I think it's not going to be a terribly long period. I'm, 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 I'm an optimist when it comes to that. I think that you're going to find that people who are working from home with these tools um, will find themselves to be more productive. And actually, from, a, from a, an operating expense standpoint, the companies will love it because the fact that people are working at home, it's great for the family life because you can help um, be with your family on a more consistent basis. So I think there's a, many good things that are going to fall out of this, frankly, when we exit this crisis in about uh, in a couple of months or so, or if not less. Mm-hmm. You know? yep. um, let's talk about Microsoft. You know, my, we shouldn't let Microsoft get off the... Uh, you know, get off our list of kudos because they are, you know, they, and, you know, Pat, you just mentioned it before. Um, they are vigorously moving a lot of their, their, their uh, physical event, um, uh, uh, capa- uh, not capabilities, but their physical event venues to now online uh, venues. I mean, Microsoft is going to do something like that um, during um, uh, uh, E3, which was supposed to be in early June. <laughs> Uh, presumably built around the new Xbox announcement that's supposed to happen, uh, Xbox release that's supposed to happen later in the year. But many companies right now are not, you know, stopping their business and putting it to halt because people are working at home. They are having these events conducted in a, in a virtual manner, correct? Pat? That's absolutely correct. I mean, Microsoft uh, really went out of their way, and, and they've created a microsite that, you know, isn't necessarily just pushing their products. It's, it's really educating people on, on remote working. Yes. And, you know, sometimes we take it for granted, even though as analysts, we're remote working, either it's from our home or a shared office space or a hotel room. We're used to it. But I lose track sometimes that not all companies are like that. Mm -hmm. If you look at uh, financial institutions uh, around the globe, there's a lot of butts in seats. So Mm -hmm. they're actually teaching people how to do it. Right. Right. And uh, the last week, I can't tell you. Well, I've had. 10 inquiry calls just on uh, some tips and tricks for for how to do this and how to do those digital uh, events that 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 you uh, referred to Mark yes and that's a great segue and, and before we get into that those that, that meaty topic and I, I can't wait to talk about it is even Apple has done some great stuff as well we should, again I can't ignore Apple they're, they're in my backyard so I have a fondness for Apple uh, but, you know, they're, you know, they were very early and aggressive a few days ago in terms of closing the Apple stores outside, the, uh, outside of China. They're doing some extraordinary things for their employees. I won't get into details about it, but it, you can, it's easy to uh, get that information. Just Google it, and you'll find what they're going out of the way to help their employees work at home. Uh, but, you know, despite all this great stuff that you, we're getting tremendous air cover from these tech companies, you know, it, for those people who ha- are not used to working home, you know, those people who are used to getting in the car, you know, going through that 30-minute commute, getting to the office, and working at home now, it could be a bit of a jarring thing. So what I want to talk with both you guys, because I'm sure you'll each have some interesting insight into this based on your own personal experience, let's talk about some tips. And I, I want to ask each of you for maybe three tips that have worked for you 
frankly, and, and it's probably not new because you've probably been doing it for quite some time since you guys are working from home all the time. But Pat, let me start with you because, you know, you are the, uh, you know, you uh, started the firm about nine years ago and uh, you've been, you know, if anybody knows the work at home model, it's you. So let's get some insight from you in terms of what would you recommend to your friends who are calling you colleagues and friends who are asking you for advice. And I think I just lost Pat from a volume. Hey, Pat, start, um, start again. We, we lost your volume for a second. Let's start again, if you don't mind. Yes, thanks, Mark. Uh, I worked over 20 years, uh, butt in seat, going into an office. Uh, the first two years I started work, I actually had to wear a suit. Uh, that might age me. But don't what's a, what's a suit? All, See, someone can explain to me what a suit is. I don't know what a suit is. Exactly. Hey, I work oh. like a millennial, but uh, I am a Gen Xer. So, no, but uh, yeah, the last nine years have been super uh, illuminating. I would say first and foremost, uh, it, it's about the tech, right? Mm -hmm. um, having the best microphones, uh, the best cameras, uh, the ability to block out sound for you, but also block it out from those who actually have to listen to you is, mm -hmm. is, is paramount. And, and we're going to go a little bit into the show into kind of our, our top tech. Um, the second thing is, uh, setting expectations, right? Uh, if you don't live alone, uh, which I don't at the time when I started this, I had three kids at home, uh, a work at home wife, and I was at the house. So we had to set expectations that when Pat's at home during work hours, it doesn't mean that, that he's available for, for everything else that's going on, <laughs> right? right? Uh, and I even had a sign that I would put in my door if I were recording something or I was on a video call, but you'd be surprised how many people, you know, regardless of that, would just kind of walk in and, and ask me uh, what day the trash is supposed to go out. <laughs> or, um, you know something like that or my dog dogs would go nuts right somebody would would knock on the door so you just have to be ready for that so mm -hmm. i think it's it's part cultural um and, and i think i think the third thing is is really uh experimenting don't be mm -hmm. afraid to screw up uh try to maximize it. Uh, but most importantly, and by the way, I'm the worst case for this. Try not to work 24 by seven. You're <laughs> at home. It is so easy to just kind of move over and check out that email. Right. Uh, check out, check out what's going on. And, and I found myself having to schedule time off, uh, so I wouldn't perpetually work. Yes. Those are my top three. Yep. And, you know, and what I would, I, I'd, I, I, well, actually, you know what, before I get into my top three, let's flip over to Will, because I'm sure Will's got a, um, a perspective on that that probably aligns very ne neatly with the, uh, with the uh, comments that uh, Pat had. Will? Oh, absolutely, Mark. So I'll echo all of Pat's uh, sentiments that I had similar challenges having two daughters at home and uh, trying to be productive there and giving yourself breaks and that sort of thing. But I'll focus a little more on, on where I found, you know, some personal productivity enhancements. And, you know, and one from my perspective is dual screen. And I know we'll get mm -hmm. into the tech here in a minute, but, um, you know, many of us, you know, road warriors, you know, all three of us included, you know, use notebook computers. 
And having that second screen just really improves your productivity. In fact, there are lots of studies that support that. You know, you can have multiple applications open, you can be more organized and that sort of thing. So um, I'm a big proponent of dual screen. Mm -hmm. um, at the same time, I'm also a big proponent of uh, proper ergonomics. So, um, you know, ergonomists say that you want the top of that display screen um, level with your eyesight where you're not having to look down or look up because that starts creating all types of uh, repetitive back, stress and back problems, issues. right? Mm -hmm. and exactly. And so, so that's another thing. It's, it's ensuring that you've got the proper ergonomics and that might mean lifting up your notebook computer if you're a single screen or even if you have a dual screen. Right. And then the, then the third, my third sort of productivity tip is uh, sit to stand. So this is a hmm. big category that's gained a lot of momentum over recent years. I, I actually worked for a company years ago before I was an analyst, uh, Ergotron, and they really sort of invented that whole sit to stand um, uh, you know, uh, workstation environment. And what that does when you're able to sit and stand and have that, you know, kind of that range of motion, it keeps you more alert. Mm -hmm. It keeps you more active. You actually burn calories if you can believe it doing that. So I have one in my home office and, and, and I swear by it. I don't know if I could ever, you know, not have something, you know, from a height adjustability standpoint. So, so those are sort of my three tips more. That's, I'm along. so glad you added that second screen, Will. That is so true. Uh, and uh, that's that's going to be one of my favorite gear as we get into it. Yes. Yeah, I'm yeah, not well, going to say I, I, vendor because I bought something after you told me about it, Pat. So I'm, I'm going to let you talk about that. But <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I, you know, and let me add to both you guys. The um, you know, first of all, I think most importantly, I think, and uh, Pat, you alluded to it. I think it's all about preparation. When you kind of size up that you're going to be uh, working home from any extended period of time, you got to find that cubby hole if you have one in your home. And, you know, many homes don't have a home office. You know, some do, you know, may, may have, but it could be a bedroom. It could be a place where you want to see if you can corner off and say, this is going to my, be my dedicated workspace for the next couple of um, weeks or for whatever period of time you think is necessary. And that's, I think that's important. The other thing that's important, and we'll go into it when we hit the hardware piece, is assess your your bandwidth situation because many cases you know people you know yeah they want more they, some people may have really good strong internet performance but they haven't you know decided to increase it because they don't think they need it because they work at, at the office and they don't have a need for lots of streaming well guess what you know this is a great opportunity to kind of reassess that and it's actually not very expensive in many cases to upgrade from baseline you know bandwidth with your particular ISP to a much higher level. And in fact, m many of the ISPs are making it very attractive right now uh, for that situation. So I think that's a, good, um, that's a good suggestion as well. And the thing that you mentioned, Pat, before, which I think is very, very important, is that you, have to, you do have to be mindful of others. And um, I know your wife, Pat, so I'm sure that she, <laughs> uh, she, she's probably the enforcer, probably in terms of making sure that your... Uh, that your little your little work uh, your work zone is protected properly, but I, th I think a lot of it is about preparation. And in many cases, when we get into the hardware piece uh, stuff, I think people will find that the uh, the right hardware can make you massively productive. Frankly, by doing multiple things at the, at the same time that you might not have because when <clears> you're in the office, at least when I worked uh, in corporate America, you know it was always it was nonstop interrupts. You know, you're, you're, you could never work on a presentation at the office. In fact, for years, I don't think I did any presentation development work at the office because I just never had the uninterrupted time to do that. So, so with that, let's get into the hardware piece because I think the hardware stuff is going to be a lot of fun to talk about. And uh, 
you know, Pat, let me start with you because um, I'm sure that you've got some very interesting uh, recommendations for hardware that you are in love with that allows you to be much more productive at home. Yeah, so I travel close to 45 weeks a year. So it's actually I'm out of the office, yeah, 45 weeks a year. Not that I'm gone the whole week, but at least I'm in the airport. And there are some things that I, I, I really do swear by. Uh, Will alluded to that second display. I'm a huge, huge believer uh, of that. And even if you're slightly uh, ADHD, just keeping your calendar if mm -hmm. nothing else, if your calendar's mm -hmm. moving all over there, makes a lot of sense. And right. uh, an ASUS 16-inch USB-C display is is just uh, money. Right. Uh, and pa pair that up with a 17-inch display. Sorry, 17-inch or 15-inch display. Uh, you barely know that you're you're out of of the office and, and with a real mouse. Yes. And the other thing is, when it comes to audio and video, you really do get what you pay for. Mm -hmm. And uh, I own about four or five of these. I've probably lost three of them. But uh, the Logitech C920 camera, uh, yep. HD 1080p. Now, mm -hmm. not every video service does 1080p, but uh, Skype does, uh, BlueJeans does. And if you ask Zoom engineering really nicely, uh, they'll, they'll set you up with that. But that's important <laughs> to me uh, right. because there are things you can see at higher resolution that are are unspoken and i right. believe that's important microphone is is key as well the last uh three years i've been palling around with an audio technica usb microphone and uh spend spend at least spend over a hundred dollars on mm -hmm. on your microphone and i think uh it will it will be worth it and the specific one that i use is the uh, 2020 USBI from Audio Technic. It's $159. There's actually an upgraded version there, but you truly get what you pay for. Yes, I agree with that. And in fact, you know, um, on the monitor piece, the thing I would in interject with that is that, and I've been fortunate enough to test many of these monitors over the last uh, six months or so, is that I've been kind of testing this, in, in the monitor category, as both of you guys know, there's been tremendous movement toward larger 43-inch widescreen uh, aspect monitors. And you might say, well, why do I need a widescreen monitor that big? And what's great about these monitors, and there's, Dell makes a terrific one, LG's got a terrific one, Philips has got a terrific one, there's a number of vendors that, that have the terrific high resolution 4K quality displays, is that, you know, without ha you know when, you, when you have multiple displays, obviously it may take up a bit more real estate on your desk and it gets kludgy because there might be uh, some more cables that you may, may want to go away. These new big displays, like for example, I'm using right now, uh, the Dell 43-inch uh, uh, wide aspect display, not only is it great because there's fewer cables, it has a built-in built KVM, uh, built keyboard video monitor uh, um, component that allows me to use multiple computers with the same display without having to switch the, uh, the keyboard and the mouse to another device. So that, to me, has become incredibly important if you're jockeying between, a let's say, your main desktop computer and a notebook uh, computer. Uh, many of these displays have built in um, webcams, you know, but the, of course the webcam that, uh, that, that uh, 
Pat just referenced, Logitech makes terrific. I mean, they're pretty much the gold standard. Uh, the C920 is pr pretty much the gold standard for 1080p um, resolution. They, they even have HD 4K cameras if you decide to spend a few more bucks. Um, the other technology that I think people should look for right now is that if you haven't updated your router, now is a better time than ever to consider that decision upgrading to like a mesh router because mesh routers allow you to provide, really blanket your entire home um, with Wi-Fi coverage. And there's several good ones um, if you're a Comcast um, uh, subscriber or uh, using um, uh, Plume. Plume has a terrific super pods that you can put in every room that allows you to have very smart, intelligent, what they call adaptive mesh uh, capability. If you're more of a do-it-yourselfer type of um, uh, router type of person, Orbi has the, uh, they're fantastic, the Orbi Wi-Fi 6 routers. And by the way, if you're going to get a router, get a Wi-Fi 6 router because all the new notebooks, desktops, phones that are coming out, I have been out, are coming out, have Wi-Fi 6 built into them, so you want to future-proof that purchase. But mesh wiring, uh, mesh networking is the way to go, especially if you don't know where your home office is going to end up after you've been uh, tooling around with that new application. Um, Mark, is well, this our, our, our routers... Uh, kind of like the you get what you pay for? Yes, absolutely. And in fact, you know, there are a lot of, you know, you can go to your local Best Buy and you'll find inexpensive routers out there. I think that the brands that I love are Netgear. Um, they are a bit, uh, they're more expensive than some of the, uh, the lower end brands. That's certainly true. I would say that, but you know, uh, Pat, to be very honest with you, you could apply that maxim to just about everything in technology. You know, there are brands that you feel good about and feel comfortable about because you know the company will be there to support it. And uh, but when it comes to audio and video and let's just talk about audio for a second, because, I, you know, um, I may I've always been a big Bose fan. And, you know, Bose does have a, rep a reputation for being a bit on the pricey side when it comes to noise cancellation headphones. Their new uh, Bose 700 headphones are absolutely remarkable not just from a noise cancellation standpoint, but from a microphone standpoint. It really feels like as if you have a microphone in front of your, um, you know, you're using a discrete microphone because they've got a number of microphones built, in, built into the headset itself. So th that's an extraordinary piece of um, headgear that I can't, I can't travel anywhere without that. But Yeah, I gotta, I'm so glad you brought that up, Mark. I wish I had a fourth and a fifth category. Uh, mine would be the Surface headphones and the yes. new uh, headphones from uh, Poly. Yes, absolutely. And so, again, there's not just one piece of technology. There's a number of choices that you have, but that's absolutely sage advice. You know, get, you know, you know don't be afraid of paying a few extra bucks. What about you, Will? Where, where are you in this uh, when, when it comes to uh, great technology to use um, to work at home? Well, you know, I spoke to the dual screens that I have set up at home, but, you know, Pat really turned me on to this USB-C uh, display that I can travel with now. So, um, I love that. In fact, I've got it here in Florida as I work remotely from the Florida Keys. Um, another, you know, another piece of um, uh, you know gear that I like to use. It's uh, I believe it's uh, the, um, the Plantronics Callisto. It's a it's a puck shaped uh, Bluetooth speakerphone um, that that has great capabilities and of course integrated mic and that sort of thing. And so you know I'm using that. Uh, not using that on this podcast, but I tend to use that quite a bit and and also travel with it. And, and then, you know, kind of my third recommendation, you know, I talked about Ergotron, that, that sit-to-stand workstation line is called WorkFit. And I have one of the smaller versions because I have, my, my home in Austin is relatively small, and they actually made a version of that for, for education. Mm -hmm. And so I have, I have that smaller version, but they have a whole 
um, host of different configurations that actually have integrated um, uh, display mounts so that you can put your you can elevate your notebook like I was describing earlier up at eye level and then have a full size display on on the other side. So I would encourage uh, the listeners to uh, if they're interested in a sit to stand uh, desk, they look at Ergotron. A little more expensive. Um, there are a lot of I think generic versions of, of sit to stand uh, desks that are out there today, but it's worth spending a little extra money like we've been talking about on this gear. Yep. Uh, and a couple of minutes we have left here, and this has been a great podcast so far. So, guys, really, thanks for doing such a great job on providing your insight. Um, is I want to, you know, w- one of the things that I was kind of curious over the weekend is that are people going to have, now that we have literally a couple hundred million people, you know, it's a, it's a big number. It's certainly north of uh, 100 million people working at home over the next uh, couple of weeks. Um, will the uh, ISPs be able to supply the necessary bandwidth? And, you know, what's really nice about some of the carriers and some of the ISPs, most of them have stepped up, I think all of them have stepped up, to, you know, kind of lifting data caps. You know, if you've got a data cap uh, situation, you know, you're not going to get hit with with penalty prices, which I think is terrific. Uh, But I I will tell you, I have not experienced, at least so far, in, you know, broadband-focused Silicon Valley, any impact to my Internet service, which has been great so far. Uh, so Comcast, I have to give them a shout out. They've done a pretty nice job of at least providing me with some really good coverage. Um, but what, what's been your experience so far? Will, are you there? Um, yeah, I'm here, Mark. Um, you know, I haven't experienced any issues whatsoever. Um, and, um, you know, and, and to your point with the carriers, you know, I, I think um, T-Mobile has done a great job as well as Verizon and lifting um, these data caps and these throttles so that, you know, people can use, because a lot of us don't have a landline in our homes anymore. Right, and you, right. You're relying on cellular technology for that unless you're doing calls over Wi-Fi. And so they're, they're really stepping up. In fact, I'll have a call with AT&T later this afternoon um, to discuss what they're doing from a COVID-19 you know, perspective as well. So kudos to the carriers. Um, and I think, you know, my, you know, my AT&T service at, um, at home, I, it hasn't it hasn't missed a beat. So there are lots of things these carriers can do now, from putting uh, you know more compute power at the edge of their networks. You know, there's big talk, and I write about it quite a bit on Forbes. The the coming together of of, of edge and, and and 5G, and that really sort of supercharges the performance and puts you know really improves the quality of service at the subscriber location. And so right. I think you're seeing these companies like AT&T. Putting that technology into action to scale these uh, the, the networks to support, to your point, a tremendous increase in the number of users that that we mm. haven't seen in the past. Pat, your experience in good. Go ahead. Gosh, I've got so much bandwidth. I mean, I've got gigapower <laughs> uh, from AT and T, and that doesn't mean that it's not going to get crowded up, but it's point to point and it's fiber. So mm. I'm in a very good condition, and I have to I have to say no. You know, we have we have so much dark fiber uh, for direct connections. Wireless is a different thing where the speeds get uh, uh, caught up in backhaul mm-hmm. uh, and a lack of backhaul. But I have I'm not feeling anything. I mean, I'm I'm knocking off, you know, speed tests that would make your 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 head spin. Right. Well, I mean, this is all very, very positive stuff. And uh you know, I think we can all safely say we're all, you know, the three of us, including the entire firm and, and most of the and all, all the people that we work in the tech space on a day to day basis are very optimistic about technology. And, uh, 
you know, what I like to tell people is, could you imagine trying to work at home 20 years ago or 25 years ago um, and uh, try to um, be productive? And you couldn't. I mean, the tools that we have today are simply extraordinary, and they're going to help us. Uh, it'll help us and the country and the world get through this. Um, I think we'll, look, we'll be looking through this in the rearview mirror in the not-too-distant future, and uh, the feedback uh, Pat, you, and Will have been able to provide have been extraordinary. Any, any uh, you know, uh, uh, closing comments you might have on your end, Pat? My only closing comment is really just a reaffirmation uh, which is to take time for yourself. Mm -hmm. um, if you're a type A personality, you might find yourself sitting in that chair from seven in the morning to seven at night and not taking a break. Uh, I can tell you from experience that it will drive you absolutely crazy and you'll be uh, an angry person to your family and your friends and everybody around you. Right. And your coworkers. Yes. Sorry, guys. Yes. Sorry, guys. <laughs> <laughs> Will, any closing comments as you're drinking a margarita in the Florida Keys, which I'm sure you have, right? What time is it there? It's one o'clock. So you probably oh. have, you're probably having a cocktail right now. Well, my, closing my, preference, comments? my preference is the rum runner, but, uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, yo, you know, what, one of the, one of the things that I, I think we're going to see come out of all of this is that, um, as companies organize events into the near future, um, there's going to be a, an online component, I think, to every event. And, you know, case in point, you know, Pat and I live in Austin, Texas. South by Southwest was canceled the first time in 30-something years. And it's an interactive event. It has mm -hmm. film, interactivity, and music. And so right. interactive. They've got to include an online track in, in, in the future so that they can avoid you know, you know, I mean, it was it was a huge um, economic hit to them. Um, I read they had to lay off a third of uh, of their workforce temporarily because insurance didn't cover the cancellation, unfortunately. Mm -hmm. And so I think I think companies like Microsoft, like South by Southwest, Google, you know, the Facebook, the, the companies that you know, Mobile World Congress um, that was canceled for the first time in in thirty something years as well. They're going to have to consider. Um, integrating online tracks to their events is, yeah. is sort of a mitigation factor. No, I, I, I agree with that 100%. I mean, well, we should have another podcast, you know, after this, we, we will have another podcast after this is all over, because I do think there will be some, not only just lessons learned, but I, th I do think it will change the shape of events, because in our space, you know, we live and die by events. I mean, the, the, between the three of us, we've probably had 10 or 15 events canceled in the last three um, and over the next 60 days, which is a big, yeah. big number. But I do think that w that there will be some uh, evolution to that because I think we're going to find out that you don't necessarily have to be there to be productive and to participate in an event. In many cases, you know, it's, it's actually more productive. If you've ever seen Pat Moorhead in the first row of an event um, <laughs> at CES, you see him cramped over his knees with his surface tapping away here, and, and he's a lot better at it than I am. But you know, it, there is something to be sure said. People aren't just. Are you sure that people aren't just seeing my bald spot, Mark? <laughs> <laughs> well, anyway, guys, listen. Thank you for all your time. Um, uh, please, uh, you know, best wishes to you and your family as we work through this. And uh, thanks to the more insights and strategy audience. Please be safe and well with your families. Uh, please follow us on our local uh, social media suspect partners. That's LinkedIn, Facebook, and Twitter. And until next time. Have a great week.